Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7. We're at episode number 1604 today and here's the scoop. So we've been talking about the Star Wars Holiday Special over the last few days and I'm just about ready to wrap things up here and I wanted to talk with you about the winners and losers for the Star Wars Holiday Special because you know, for something that is just so difficult <laughs> in its way to get through, remarkably, there's actually not a lot of damage done to anyone career-wise as a result of this whole situation. So let's talk about winners and losers and I guess also just, you know, neutral results of the Star Wars Holiday Special. I think it's safe to say the absolute hands-down big winners from the Star Wars Holiday Special would be the folks at Nelvana, which is the animation company that produced the Boba Fett cartoon that appeared during the Holiday Special. In fact, not only was George Lucas a fan of their work prior to, and that's why he reached out to them to commission this particular aspect of the holiday special, but the work that they did on it was the thing that Lucas was most satisfied with, and it led to them getting the work for the Star Wars droids and Star Wars Ewoks cartoons. And this production actually happened comparatively early in Nelvana's history. It was 1971 when the company was founded. And they had had, you know, some specials produced, you know, some moderate success before the holiday special. And I think that was the thing that really ended up launching them outright. So, you know, good for Nelvana because now, you know, they've worked on so many different licensed properties. It's pretty amazing. And, you know, that's probably, I think the only real clear-cut winner of the Star Wars Holiday Special. I think if there is a you know, loser, and I hate this, you know, in some sense, because, you know, it just, I, I don't like the connotation necessarily. And I guess if there's somebody whose career post-Star Wars Holiday Special did not do so well, it's probably David Acomba, who is the guy who was the initial director of the Holiday Special before he left in the middle of the production and it was taken over by Steve Binder. Binder. And so, yeah, David's career post-Holiday Special is not very prolific compared to everybody else, at least, you know, the main people who were involved in the production. Looking at Steve Binder's history, looking at B. Arthur and Harvey Korman and Art Carney and Diane Carroll and and you know jefferson starship <laughs> basically you know their careers were not affected at all by this one way or the other and as far as the actors well harrison ford and mark hamill and carrie fisher peter mayhew james Earl jones uh c-3po anthony daniels um kenny baker actually was not involved r2d2 was operated solely by remote control but the star wars actors were not ostensibly hurt by this at all i mean i think you know mark hamill's career after the initial run of the original trilogy. I think that was sort of always in question until he started doing the voiceover work. But apparently, according to some of the stories that are written about the whole production of the Star Wars Holiday Special, as opposed to Mark Hamill, or as opposed to Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher, who came in and just did their lines and bang, we're done, Mark Hamill was actually very interested in more willing to go in-depth with asking questions and learning more about the voiceover process, which naturally ended up leading to a career in voiceover work for him so or at least that might have foreshadowed it potentially but anyway um yeah i 
I feel like it's a neutral for pretty much every actor involved, you know, the producers, even Kenny Mitzi Welch, who wrote songs for this, you know, they went on to have continued success. It's not like there was a black mark on anybody's career as a result of doing the Star Wars Holiday Special. And, you know, one other, I guess you could say, you know, pe person who ended up on the negative side of the equation is George Lucas himself. Naturally, of course, because he, you know, went around saying that he wanted to destroy, <laughs> he just disavowed anything to do with it but the fact that he you know initially started the project gave over ideas and then stepped away to you know let other people take over the project because he was in the midst of dealing with production and post-production for the empire strikes back as part of this you know time frame i think you could make a case that this is a situation where lucas looked at the experience of it and may have thought to himself at some point this is what happens when i let go of creative control of something and you know maybe it isn't the one thing that made him decide he had to have tighter creative control on things maybe it was just a straw that you know when piled up with other straws would break the camel's back eventually but you could certainly make a case for this being you know one very clear-cut situation where he really did not like what happened when he relinquished creative control. That being said, he certainly did relinquish creative control to some degree with the Nelvana created Boba Fett short, but that went very well. So I guess the question becomes how deeply was he involved in that whole production or that side of the production compared to what happened with the variety special side of the production. It's hard to say, be that as it may. Yeah, I think Lucas suffers a little bit as far as this whole thing goes. And and there's one other thing, I think, too, which, you know, I've heard reports about this. And, you know, I, I feel like this is probably accurate. And yet it's not until recently that I've heard any accounts about this. But the idea that this was a merchandising ploy and that... Kenner had action figures ready to go for this holiday special. If it took off, then they were going to have characters like Mala and Itchy and Lumpy to be able to sell up for the holidays and whatnot. And that production was basically shut down and that they never saw the light of day, that there were prototypes created and whatnot. I don't know if that's actually really the case. I'm willing to believe it, considering that you know Lucas was very smart about the merchandising situation and saw what happened with the merchandising as a result of the initial runs of Star Wars and you know Boba Fett being a mail-in action figure and all that stuff. So yeah, I think it's plausible, but you know, it's it's not something that there's a lot of verification for out there, at least not that I've come across. But if you happen to see something that you think is particularly compelling, then by all means, share it with me. And as for the audience, as for the people who watched the Star Wars Holiday Special, well, you know, here's where we could have a little fun if we really wanted to. <laughs> if we wanted to look at The Empire Strikes Back and say, you know, isn't it interesting that The Empire Strikes Back did not do as well at the box office as the original Star Wars? Is it possible that the Star Wars Holiday Special had a dampening effect of any kind on people going to see The Empire Strikes Back? I guess you could decide that if you wanted to make a case for that, that, you know, there's potentially reasonable enough evidence to create correlation, if not causation, for the situation, but I think it'd be a really hard thing to prove. <laughs> it's just kind of a very funny thing to look at a you know two-hour special that ultimately you know, did not do very well in the ratings. It was actually beaten by the Love Boat in the ratings. So yeah, uh, go figure. 
and VCRs, even though it was still recorded by some folks and you can find those recordings on YouTube, it was not really a you know widely recorded thing. It wasn't like we had DVRs back then and so therefore it could be DVR'd and you could watch whatever you wanted to. You know, most people actually had to make the decision of whether they were gonna watch The Love Boat or watch the Star Wars Holiday Special. And, you know, maybe the fact that the Love Boat beat it is really more a sign of the times, more about just the demographics and control of televisions and the fact that there were so few televisions in households. It's like, you know, one per household as opposed to three, four, and five different television screens, which then eventually morphed into, you know, eight, nine, ten, including smartphones and tablets and all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, uh, I think it's kind of fascinating to consider the possibility of whether the holiday special might have had effect on the box office performance of The Empire Strikes Back afterward. I think actually the critics' reviews probably were a little bit heavier on that because the critics' reviews initially were you know, not that strong and uh, less enthusiastic compared to what they were with the original Star Wars. But anyway, so that's... Pretty much it as far as winners and losers. I definitely think Nelvana you know, takes the cake for the you know, number one outcome on the holiday special. And yeah, everybody else seems to have escaped more or less unscathed from this incredible series. Anyway, that's going to do it for today's episode. And thank you so much for joining me for it. If you haven't subscribed to the show wherever you happen to be catching it, then I hope you'll do that. And I want to shout out to Nathan Lancey, who was kind enough to say that I deserved a raise and increased his commitment on Patreon at patreon.com slash SW7X7. Every little bit helps. And even more than the pay raise, the vote of confidence in what I'm doing for this Daily Dose of Star Wars Joy is even more powerful for me. And so thank you so much, Nathan, for doing that. And thank you to everyone who is already supporting the show. And I hope if you are not one of those folks that you will consider doing so, even at just a dollar a month, a dollar a month, that's all. For now, though, I just have one other thing to say, and that is may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2018, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.